Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. This is the Fantasy Baseball Prospect Podcast, Prospect One. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Chris Welsh, who you can find on Twitter at IsItTheWelsh. Also on the Instagram, the same handle, and over at InThisLeague.com. Oh, baby. Prospect and Dynasty lists daily are getting the move so I can release one to you. That's going to be up here in the November update over on InThisLeague.com. Next week, P180Ps. We're going to plan to do them on Black Friday, right after Thanksgiving, where we are going to be drafting tons and tons of different teams so we can create an ADP system for prospects, which that list will then only be available at InThisLeague.com. So you want a draft, you want some lists, you want some dynasty, and maybe you want access to myself and the community, come on over in this league.com. You also can beautifully know that you are supporting my work and everything in this league.com. Come and sign up today. Well, the Arizona Fall League is over. So why do we have another Arizona Fall League episode? Well, this is the final one. And really, it's just meant to be the Arizona Fall League analysts edition. This is the pairing of what I did last week with the players edition, which again, Thank you for all the kind words. I definitely could tell that a lot of you guys enjoyed them. James Triantos, Kyle Manzardo, Carson Williams, Victor Scott, Reggie Crawford, all uniquely cool, different interviews. That was my Players Edition pod, something I think I will do from here on out. I like the structure and just kind of how fun it was. Today's episode is the Analyst Edition. And as always, more people I wanted to talk to, more people that would have been great for this show. But I got a couple pairings for you. It's very unique in how it is. So first up, we've got Eric Cross and Chris Clegg, the Fantasy Toolshed boys. They hung out with me live in the stadium. Tell you a little bit more about that. And a uniquely not planned podcast talk with Chris Blessing and Matt Thompson. You would have thought those two were doing a podcast together just every time. I saw the, the boys were hanging out the entire first pitch, but... I was also on a panel with Chris Blessing. Matt was on as well. They were out there doing the real scouting business. I don't play real scout. You'll see me if you ever at a baseball game or Arizona Fall League or something like that. You'll see me, you know, right up at the very front row, my camera in between the netting, you know, tweeting out stuff, watching players, making notes, stuff like that. The real scouts do one of two things. Well, the press people will go up into the press box, but the real scouts, they're going to sit behind home plate. They're going to sit like 10 rows back with their guns and all the other scouts are going to sit there and they're going to talk. And that's pretty cool. I just, that's not my world. But that is what Matt and Blessing were doing, playing big real scouts the whole time as they are. And we're going to be chatting with them. So this is the analyst edition of the Arizona Fall League, which is, you know, got a little bit of a skew of also, I think we talk about some players outside, or at least I attempted to push some of the conversation for some of the players just outside of the Fall League. But we've got all four of these gentlemen joining me as we chatted in person. So these are in-person interviews. The Arizona Fall League Analyst Edition of Prospect One. And the Arizona Fall League is over. It ended last week. I did not get a chance, sadly, 
to get to the championship game, which ended up having surprise win, which I think is like two of three years or something like that. Like the surprise team, even though it never necessarily has the on paper most talented roster, they're just very well coached, very well constructed teams. And surprise was an absolute powerhouse. They were led by Jacob Herdebees. Uh, Abimelech Ortiz ended up having a decent game and surprisingly a pretty good turnaround of a year, especially like my perception of him wasn't uh, super great because every time I saw him, he did a bunch of nothing. But then it was like the second half he started to pick up. Eric Brown really, I think, led this team. Eric Brown Jr. led this bad boy. Wes Clark. I mean, you know, Peyton Wilson, like these were not like super rock star guys, good players. But an interesting collection of players that ended up beating the most talented team from a prospect perspective, Peoria. And that was, you know, Jacob Marcy and Chase DeLauder and everybody. But I did get to the play-in game. And that was one of the craziest games I had ever seen. So that one was me as just a total fan. Brought both my kids. Paid for all the things. Here's the blah, blah, blah. Here's the blah, blah, blah. You know, here's the... Here's a ribbon. Here's this and that. Though we did get some free shirts the kids got. That game was nuts. It was actually me and my son like for the first two innings before my daughter got there. And we were right up in the front row. And I was telling him about Victor Scott. And Victor Scott ends up getting this insane catch at the wall. And my kid was like, oh my God, it's the best catch I've ever seen. Also, fast forward to uh, him winning the minor league gold glove for the Cardinals, which was probably a very big honor. Uh, very cool to see he just won. But the Scottsdale team gets out to a nine-run lead in the first inning. I was like, oh my gosh, dude, this game is over. This is done. They were scoring run after run. Victor Scott got up twice. I'm trying to remember if there were homers in this game or not. Or at least in that first inning. There probably was. I'm just not. Gabriel Rincon. I think Gabriel Rincon's uh, junior hit a homer. And then we're like, okay, maybe we won't stay here the whole next, the whole game. The next inning, Peoria comes back with seven runs. Kyle Manzardo hits a bomb. I think this was also where Ryan Bliss hits a grand slam, which I put out on Twitter. Fast forward just a little bit more. Kyle Manzardo hits another homer. It's a two-home run game. I got that on video. Chase DeLauder hits a triple. Next thing you know it. Peoria comes back and wins that game. They were down nine runs after one inning. They came back and won that freaking game. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just... 
tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. Which was one of the wilder games I had seen in a long time. I had also gone the day before to see Eric Brown hit a bomb, which was nice. But a lot of homers, a lot of offense. And by the way, Peoria did this. Both teams brought out some of their studs. We saw Scottsdale put out Takoa Roby to start. Roby got banged around. We saw uh, Cooper Jerpy. He, I think he's the one that, I could be wrong, I thought he gave up the Grand Slam to Ryan Bliss. Uh, Logan Workman for Peoria was out there. There were some good pitchers that ended up getting out there, and they just ended up getting beat around. But it, it was kind of a wild turn, which had some inflated stats at the end. Cal Manzardo ends up with like eight homers in the AFL after that game which was incredible to see. Jacob Marcy ended up winning the MVP. He had 12 doubles, five homers, 16 stolen bases. He hit 391 and led in OPS uh, with a 1,200. Kind of sad. Boy Triantos didn't get it. Uh, I actually talked to the AFL director uh, in that play-in game. We were talking about the Triantos interview and yeah, he, he told me Triantos had like a you know, really good time with it. And it was really interesting take kind of across the board, and Triantos was really amazing here. Second best OPS. He had an almost four, five, six slash, nine stolen bases, three homers, but just fell short. Jacob Marcy absolutely ran away with it. I think they announced the pitcher of the year for the AFL was Ricky Tiedemann, who was pretty awesome. Could have given that to Ryan Webb. Offensive player of the year was James Triantos. And I think they gave, I'm complete, I think Victor Scott won defensive player of the year. So they like added these new things that was out there. But Jacob Marcy ended up uh, taking that down. And, you know, you have definitely seen, you've you've seen and heard me talk at length about a lot of these guys. What I will tell you is I'm gonna have an article up later this week on Fantasy Pros if you want to check it out from the prospects from the AFL that we might see sooner rather than later. The top, probably 10 I'll have, top 10 prospects from the Arizona Fall League that you need to pay attention to for 2024. And interestingly enough, I think one guy might have just pushed himself onto this list because today, as I'm recording this, it was the uh, 40-man roster deadline for teams to get players on the 40-man roster. Well, wouldn't you know it, Oliver Dunn from the AFL was traded for his surprise teammate, Hendry Mendez. The Brewers uh, trade Mendez and and, uh, Robert Moore, Dayton Moore's kid, to the Phillies, and the Brewers acquired 26-year-old Oliver Dunn. Now... 26-year-old and prospect don't work well together, but you know, I had noted how impressive Oliver Dunn was out here, as he like should be. Like he should be good, but I'm not sure he should be like necessarily that level of impressive. Uh he had the fourth best OPS out here. He had a 346 slash. He had 12 stolen bases. He was never caught. And let me look here. I think he might be the only he's only one of oh, there's a couple guys did it. He was one of four players to steal double-digit stolen bases, which we ended up having, let me do this, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 players steal double digits. Four were never caught. Nassim Nunez, Shane Sazaki, Oliver Dunn, and Jacob Herdebees. They were never caught. The best batting average of all of them, Oliver Dunn. The best OP, OBP of all of them, Oliver Dunn. Slugging, you kind of get the point. Uh, here's another interesting fact. All the players that had double-digit stolen bases and were never caught, only one had at least one homer. That was Oliver Dunn. Oliver Dunn was the only one to have double-digit extra base hits. He had two homers, which was more. None of them had any. He had the most RBI. Uh, Nassim Nunez and Jacob Herdebees had more RBIs. I guess I'm looking at it. But Oliver Dunn is older, but he's a middle infield guy that I think can help sooner rather than later. And when you know it, there might be some room available for the Brewers. You could see them move off of Willie Adamas. The second base, I don't think, is any guarantee. And just maybe, maybe, they might view Oliver Dunn as a guy that they might give an opportunity to early on. And I was pretty impressed with him. You saw he was able to hit. You could see extra bases. He was stealing bases. Defensively, I think he was fine. I think he's a fine second baseman. Strikeouts, I don't know, were a little bit much. But I legit think he might have an opportunity, and he's now a brewer. And that was an Arizona Fall League player-for-player player trade. Guys that played on the same team. And that happened here at the 40-man deadline. I don't know if anything else is popping up. There were some Arizona Fall League players that looked like they were not protected from the Arizona Fall League. I noticed um, Placencia with the Angels and Yadier Sanchez with the Angels were both not protected. But there were quite a few other players. So again, 
the Arizona Fall League has its, you know, its level of players that get pushed up and can have some production. But I'm going to be posting an article if you want maybe something more written form of the Arizona Fall League players that could help you this year. That's going to be posted. Also want to mention, speaking of Fantasy Pros, I've got a brand new Dynasty podcast on Fantasy Pros. If you ever listen to me on The Daily Show leading off with Joe Pizapia, it's on the same feed. So you can just follow that feed. It should be dropping here on Wednesday. And it's a little bit shorter take than what I do here on Prospect One. And it is strictly dynasty. It's not dedicated necessarily to prospects, though there's conversation. And the first month, we're kind of just breaking down tiers of ranks. And I got Eric Cross on the very first one. So that's going to be popping up. Great guests. All dynasty conversation built around kind of targets and ranks of players. So check that out over on Fantasy Pros. It should be tweeted out. Uh, just a little plug there for an article and the dynasty podcast. But I just do want to mention it was a great time in the Arizona Fall League. Thanks to everybody that came and said hi. And, you know, it's sad that it's over, but it was really awesome. Just all the production and the players and the guys that we're going to take into next year. And from the Oliver Dunn's and maybe he's going to get some some run here to whatever we're going to hear on Jackson, Job and Tiedemann. You know, Caleb Durbin was the most not not prospect, I think, that people would look at and be like, that's not a prospect that I'm just kind of obsessed with with how he was. Victor Scott, Jacob Marcy. And we're going to be paying attention to a lot of these come-ups. And Ryan Bliss, Ryan Bliss had a really good turnaround after a kind of poor-ish AFL. And there's a second base spot that's opening up. So, you know, ears to the ground about all the players we've talked about because between the 40-man roster crunches, the winter meetings that are coming up, you might see plenty of these players be on the move. And we'll have a little step ahead knowing who uh, all of these guys are. So, Thank you to everybody that followed along with all the cool stuff. I do have, I'm going to point out, I'm going to be doing a Break This League event very, very soon here. So you want to be a part of Patreon to find out. Break These League or I like break cards and I have like special giveaways and we do raffles, things from Sid's Graph and stuff. And I've got, well, I'll explain it there better, but I've got some cool autograph stuff from the AFL that is probably going to show up in giveaways and whatnot. One of which also is this custom AFL card set I made and almost completed, but I got a lot of the guys to sign. I'm going to do something with that. So just another one of those perks to pay attention to over on in this league. All right. Uh, other than that, I know you guys are just kind of honed in pretty hard on the ranks. I can tell you I've just been manic about all of them. I've also been very redraft focused, but for a reason. When I finish my redraft and my, my profiles for a year-to-year basis, I like to then take that to the dynasty side. So I will have the dynasty and prospect update like within this week is going to be posted. And then I'll be taking all that redraft work into the dynasty for the December update. December is going to be robust, man. It's going to have all of those plus my redraft ranks and the P1 ADP. So it's pretty good time. It's a good time to love baseball, which is always. Uh, so just be on the lookout for all that. And thank you guys for hanging, but let's get into it. It is the analyst edition of prospect one. So as I mentioned, this is Chris Clegg and uh, Eric Cross. We were at Peoria Stadium. We were in, I'm trying to think of like the context of everything. It was like Clegg, Cross, me, Frank Stamfel. I think Upper Beck was there. I think um, Aram was there from, I think it's just baseball. Uh, Aram was there. There were quite a few people that were just there. This is around like the fourth or fifth inning that uh, we decided, so we went up into like, it's like the left field up the bleachers. And there was this little concourse area above all the bleachers that had some chairs. So we set the mic up there. We put it, we, and we were overlooking kind of like right where third base was. And we were just watching the game as we talked to you. And there is a moment, I think we've cited this and I think they've mentioned it where we're mid interview. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at Fidelity.com slash Stocks by the Slice. 
Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say, I like you. I like you so much, I'm going to make you my partner. All you have to do is find the gold, and I'll share it with you, 50-50. Prospect One. We are back live. It is now tradition on Prospect One. I have got the tool shed. Air Cross, Chris Clegg. We're live in a stadium watching baseball. What's up, guys? Oh, man, not much. I love doing this every year. It's a fun tradition when we started in 2021. Live from the stands, so yeah, it's uh, you can't beat doing a recording from the stands. Live. Was, wasn't it uh, Pedro Leon cross? That oh, was, yeah. It wasn't that, yeah, I think that, I think that was back in 2021. Now we got Tyler Locklear, or no, Keegan's still up here. Fun game, seven seven, tops, uh, bottom six. So you're gonna hear some sights and sounds, you're gonna hear some announcers, you might hear some cheering. So everyone's gonna have to bear with us, but this is very appropriate to what we did. Uh, uh, from a couple years back, and we were crapping all over Pedro Leon, too, if you remember. We were <laughs> yes, like, I yeah. don't like any of this. and that, But that was a very popular time to be excited about Leon. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And there, I don't know how much, there are some Pedro Leons here. I was going to say, like, the excitement level. There's some high-end excitement level on players, some up and downs. And we're going to talk about some of those guys. So how about first up, you guys have gone to, I think this is, what, your fifth game now in the AFL? Is that right? Fourth? Uh, fourth, yeah. Fourth? Okay. Our fifth tonight. Fifth is tonight. Okay. Ooh, James Triantos with a throw. That was a cannon. That was a cannon, but it didn't get there. So let's start with you, Clegg. Favorite player or two so far in your early looks? Oh, man. Uh, Got to think on that one. I was trying to think outside the box. You know, everybody's got Well, how about one that jumps to mine and then one outside the box? Okay. Uh, jumps to my, I mean, Chase DeLauder looks like the best yeah. player out here. I think we can all probably agree on that. So he's, he's an easy answer and I kind of don't want to go that way, but no, 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 but hold on, hold on. Don't move past that because that's interesting because that was like my first, like three days here. That was my <laughs> thing. I was like, DeLauder looks like the best player here. He's my favorite player here. But then what's happened is he's been good. And if people, like, stat chase it, you'll go and you'll look and you'll be like, okay, he's not striking out and stuff. But he's not eye-popping. He had this insane start with RBIs. But, you know, everything is kind of tapered down a little bit. So, uh, as I want to talk about the deeper guy, but with DeLauder, oh, my God. Oh, oh my Max Muncy Max just made a backwards uh, glove play. play. That was disgusting. But my point is, is, like, you're like, hey, we can all agree DeLauder is... I don't think everybody does agree that DeLauder is, yeah. like, the top guy because, you know, from, from a number standpoint, obviously, yeah. Triantos and Marcio are the top guys. Alcantara is probably the biggest, flashiest. Manzardo yeah. is the most major league ready. So I don't know if it is, like, directly... I don't know if it's a direct thought that everybody feels that way, but you're saying we all do. So just expound yeah. on DeLauder for just a second. And so, yeah, yeah. Well, he just looks the part. You, you, he's got that when you get off the bus look. He's just bigger than everybody, more athletic. I mean, he's 6'4", 235, so you kind of expect that. And then when you see him up close, it it all backs. And the athleticism. And, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about his swing, which I'm kind of sick of, to be honest. Because <laughs> Me too. Like, it, every time I post a video of him, it's like, oh, this isn't going to play in the mid. Why, Why doesn't he follow through? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's such easy power. Like, people have commented on my videos of him that, like, 
looks like he's barely swinging, but the ball just jumps right off his yeah. back. It's like a it's it's like a cannon, is how I've ex- explained yeah. it. Like there, there's a there's almost an element of. I mean, let's also acknowledge Chris Clegg is the first pitch golf champion. <laughs> uh, Chris did win, so maybe this reference will be Ooh. out there for y'all. Yeah, like golf clap here, <laughs> but it, it's almost like an iron approach. Yeah. like you're like like a, like out of the like out of a trap iron type of an approach because as people can see in the videos he kind of stops at it but it's an absolute explosion on the ball and I was just telling uh, Frank over at CBS I was telling Frank like I look at DeLauder and I see the prototypical baseball I see everything that you want I see easy power I see the best eye here a guy that walks he doesn't strike out Uh, his swing may not feel natural for a lot of people but it's optimized he can run he plays deep I mean uh, you can keep going on and on about it but like we all agree but I just don't think it's a unanimous thought process it's interesting I guess you get such a different look when you see it in person versus just looking at the stats obviously I've watched as much as I can prior to being here yeah and so you see things but there's certain hitters that are high contact that are going to excel out here, like your Marcy's and Triantos. But from a future projection standpoint, it's hard to bet against what Chase DeLauder's done. I mean, we're looking at easy plus contact. He's he's plus power. I mean, yep. guys with that swing, like he, he's still posting like 105, 90-pentile EVs, like, which is firmly above average to plus, and he's a plus runner. So, you know, across the board, I just think he's going to be, yeah. be pretty yeah. special. Okay, so then sit on your deeper guy because yeah. you want to think on that for a second. Yeah. So cross, as our announcer goes in. Martorella's up, as everyone can hear. So now, same aspect. Your hiring guy, the first guy that comes to mind that has stood out to you, and then we'll go deeper after. Who's the guy, not DeLauder, that has, just stands out when I ask you, like, what? His, who's the guy that's impressed you the most? You know, probably, I don't know if he's really high-end, but Brian Ramos. That's my under-the-radar guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, was, I wasn't sure where he falls on, like, the high-end versus under-the-radar spectrum. Oh, but we got a ball coming near us. Where'd he go? Oh, oh it is right there. Go get it, Gary. <laughs> I'm looking at him. I'm wild. <laughs> I almost got annihilated, but that baseball came within that was three wild. feet. <laughs> Sorry. we The ball literally just bounced three areas, and it, it went right over Clegg's head, and it went right <laughs> past my arm. And, and Eric, Eric retrieved it. Eric, do you have it? I do have the ball right here. So Boom. wait a minute. We should all autograph this. Let's do and it. Let's give it away. Let's yep. do to, it. Just to nobody that would absolutely want it. But we're going to autograph this ball. <laughs> we and should then... try to give it to Nathan Martorella. Like, you almost hit us. <laughs> yes, right. we should get him to autograph it with us. All right, so oh, yeah. we're going to all autograph this ball. And then maybe the first human being that says they absolutely want it and wants to pay for shipping <laughs> will do that. That's right. going to be cool. That was pretty. That... Where were we? Uh, Brian Ramos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were stealing uh, Clegg's uh, lower <laughs> okay. guy. So I'm sniping him here. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Ramos has been scalding the ball all over the field. A couple of hard-hit balls in the game we went to the other night. Then the game we didn't go to yesterday, had a walk-up grand slam. You know, obviously he doesn't bring a lot speed-wise, but the power is real. Like This is plus power and pretty solid hitter, too. So this is a guy that's... Still pretty under the radar, I think. Do you think it's like top 100? I think he's, yeah, I think he's definitely in that discussion. I think he's probably maybe just outside of it for me, but I think the bat is real, and I think these White Sox prospects are getting slept on a little bit, and he's definitely one of them. Yeah, he definitely stands out. Okay, so now if you're if you're going deeper, the next guy that jumps out to you after your looks out here, Clegg. Yeah, so you know with, with Ramos, like I was already high. I had him like 73rd ranked and which is higher than most but like i really like and i've been impressed with him too obviously he's gonna be my guy but i don't think most people are in on him so i'm gonna say eric brown jr has really impressed me he was a college stud at coastal carolina has been pretty bad honestly since his pro debut the numbers tanked pretty hard he's always had good contact skills but the power was pretty atrocious this year i think his average ev was like 84 miles an hour which is low i mean that's not that's not a good indicator of future success, but yeah. like I'm talking about a dude in college that posted a like a ninth percentile like 108, which is crazy with good contact skills. But he's looked really good. He had a laser of a bomb off of a uh, Kendall Williams the other night, and he's he's another one spraying all over the field. He's smaller, but he gets pop, and so I'm still in on Eric Brown. Yep. Yeah, what's funny about him, and I I don't know the order of how I'm going to do this, so if people are hearing me repeat myself, I apologize, but. I talked with Victor Scott, and I and I told this story, and then and he lit up because what I didn't even realize is, like, they're, like, best friends. That's awesome. And I was telling him something about Eric Brown. Eric Brown is, like, <laughs> Eric is, like, one of the nicest guys, like, very calm, very cool, very collected. Um, he's just a great guy. 
but I have seen him three or four times slam a bat into the dugout when he gets into the dugout. And the reason behind it is he wants to produce here. He is here to optimize that swing, whatever that means. I know that's a very generic term I'm using, but like when I say it, it's he's here to work on the things that he's here to work on. He's here to make content. He's here to develop more power. And he got walked once and then the inning ended. He went in, slammed his bat. <laughs> he got out, didn't get the pitch he wanted, slammed his bat. Like the frustration of he knows what he's here to do and it's to develop the bat. And when he doesn't get to do it, it was it like stands out, and frustrates him. And you love that competitiveness, and like there's lots of great tools, and I don't know, he's an easy guy to root for. And you're starting to see, I think, the the hit tool develop a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. Which same. All right, Crystal. Now, same thing with you. Uh, your deeper standout uh, that comes to mind from the AFL. So this is someone I didn't even really have on my radar at all before I came out here, but seeing him twice now is uh, Miguel Mendez. Right-handed pitching prospect mm. for the San Diego Padres, someone again. I didn't really, you know, I, I had heard the name before, but I hadn't really dug into him. And he flashed some really exciting stuff. Like I'm not sure which gun was correct because he's been kind of two different velocity bands in terms of the fastball in each of these games. But the game the other day, he was 96, 97, you know, upper 80s change, mid 80s slider. Today it's all been like about two, three miles an hour back on all of those pitches. But good movement on it. You know, command is an issue, but really exciting arm that maybe is up uh, you know next year or year after that so something that I just didn't really expect to be excited about but now I'm kind of probably gonna dig in a little bit deeper to the profile there's always a sneaky little padre arm here yeah. I feel like they've always got somebody I'm completely forgetting the kid that got traded to the Blue Jays that was out here there's two guys they are gone from my brain one made the majors this year with the Padres it was here in the AFL and the other one got traded to the Blue Jays it is completely gone you guys aren't saving me. You don't <laughs> Sorry. know. Yeah, no, but, but the Padres always seem to put somebody out there. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm a little disappointed, though, that nobody said Chad Durbin because, like, I'm getting obsessed with Chad Left Durbin. Left fielder, number eight, Kennedy Corona. Even though he's super tiny and he might be five foot four. Uh, Maybe. He has uh, – anyone that's short gets the, like, Jose Altuve thing. Like, yeah. But – if there's anybody I have ever seen that is sub five foot eight that does have the Altuve thing, in my mind, it's Chad Durbin with the Yankees, and he's stolen three bases today. Yep. He's made tons of contact. I mean, he barrels the ball pretty decently. Like this isn't in my mind like this like oh it's kind of a weak contact guy that's kind of no like he makes like really strong strong hard contact. The bat is always on the ball. It's, it's Ryan Bliss-like, if we're being honest. He's just mm. much shorter. He's a little stockier. He can run. I actually think Durbin, and I'm not a big, like, five foot six is going to da-da-da type of guy. I actually think Durbin actually might be kind of a guy out here. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on him. Yeah. He, I mean, he's, you know, he was a former Braves farmhand, so familiar with him yeah. for a while. And, uh... SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. 
Prospect One. More Prospect One. We've got another dynamic duo, Chris Blessing, Matt Thompson. Are you guys brothers here, by the way? I don't see you guys not together. I have not seen you separately one time here. Uh, Matt needs rides, and I have uh, a vehicle. And uh, That is the only reason why. Also, also, I'm I'm the talent of the group. I'm just kidding. No, um, he is. But yeah, like like literally, I need need an entourage. And I saw like Nick Pollock has like 12, 15 people. So I'm trying to build the same thing. That next year I have at least four or five people around me at all times. There's definitely a cult vibe with Nick right now. I just want to point that out. There's this, there yeah, is there is like a lot of people surrounded him at any point. But weirdly, nobody has his haircut. Nobody has his mannerisms. That's when I start to worry. If yet. Yet. yet but it, but if we come in and like miles has changed his hair and all that kind of stuff uh, i'm gonna be scared I, I love those guys by the way i'm just being funny because you know you just notice those things he had a great presentation this morning um and you y'all missing out here at first pitch arizona it's been pretty great we uh we had the interview earlier where uh clegg almost got hit by a baseball we did it from yeah. the stadium unfortunately we're not doing one from the car blessing this yeah. is actually in this is in the hall. Uh, here's a cool thing. Chris Blessing is sitting in James Triantos' seat. I am. Matt, you are Frank Stanfield right now. You guys are, you guys are sitting in celebrity chairs. I'm a little taller than Frank. A little bit. Are you? I think so. Oh, yeah, okay. you got some height on him. Yeah. You I definitely did. do. Don't like so I that's all I got. But okay. He seems like a quick guy, though. I want to mention something real quick. You're the Arizona native, and you're from Arizona. Why can't anybody out here catch a foul ball? It's pretty bad. Well, they can with their head, we found out. Yeah, we found yes. out that uh, the skulls are magnets to balls the other day. That was so bad. It was, this, it was one of the scarier things I've seen. I actually have I've seen a couple people get hit before, but this guy got demolished. I mean, it was a direct hit on his skull. It was louder than the ball that hit a pole earlier in the day. And then a player got dinged in the dugout directly yeah. on the head. It was crazy. But, yeah, no foul balls are being caught here. And then Clegg almost got hit, and like that's yeah on the pot. That that that's crazy, man. Like that might have been a good sign yesterday to not be at the ballpark. Yeah, we need some gloves. So we were talking about some simple stuff here. You guys are out here. Um, the eyes have it. Yes, if you will, the eyes have it. We're the out here looking at uh, fall league stuff. Actually, how about just real quick before we talk about any players, how unimportant or important or what side of your views with these players, are you going to put any credence into? So that was a weird way of me saying like, everyone's like, don't pay attention to the AFL, you know, short sample sizes, but you know, you do get to see these guys and you get to see a lot of ancillary things. Like how unimportant or important is the AFL in your mind? Well, AFL does serve a purpose. I think serves a purpose more for uh, offensive players than for pitching uh, specifically. I'm looking at a, it's a great place to see a bunch of people at one time. That's number one. Number one priority, see a bunch of people at one time. Um, beyond that, like, you know guys are here to work on something, whether it's just getting healthy. That might be one of the things that they're working on, uh, getting reps, that sort of thing. But overall, performance doesn't really – I mean, performance when I'm scouting doesn't really do it for me, you know. Uh, if we looked at performance, a guy that was here last year, Jackson Merrill, wouldn't be as high up on on prospect list uh, if we were just solely looking at performance. And so, that's one of those like intertwining ones though too, because he was like one of the youngest players here. Yes, he was like yes. one of the absolute youngest players here. So yeah, it. I mean, it was kind of like I. But I asked Trantos today too. I talked to so many players that have had bad performances, and we were like, eh, you know, don't worry about it. Like we're not worried about that. Like Carson Williams, I'm not worried about the strikeouts. But then it's like Trantos is here dominating and it's like well how much are you worried about it like you know it's, i mean, worry is not the word but like you're doing amazing you're doing everything you want to do but how much do you care and he was he was kind of indifferent about it and, and you which know which is we, the right way to do and it and we talked about this too um like triantos uh, he was drafted a few years ago he was considered a very aggressive hitter um who didn't really have a position he was playing shortstop at the time uh, didn't look like a dirt player, uh, looked more like a grass player, as Matt Thompson uh, pointed out on our drive to lunch today. Outfield uh, versus infield. Outfield versus infield. Um, and he's calmed his approach. Like, even here, I know that he was saying he's reacting, he's not really concentrating on that sort of thing, but, like, the comfort level of the player that you see right now compared to the comfort level that you saw in even April of this year and or or May or even when he got called up to Tennessee, 
uh, which is double A. He got called up the very like last week or second to last week of the season and was super aggressive because, you know, he was excited. Here he's come back and he's been calm and he's been within himself. And I've gotten to see him three times so far and has been tremendous each time, even making diving catches in center field, showing off that athleticism and showing that, yeah, the future is on the grass. And this is a lot to do with the answer Chris already gave, but each player, to say AFL doesn't matter, I think is incorrect. Each player's individual basis. Like you mentioned, health. Triantos is getting free, quote-unquote, free reps in the outfield in a very low-stress environment, yeah. very controlled environment. You're getting him reps in the outfield. They're scheduling a couple days a week. He probably knows in advance, I would imagine, in the AFL environment where he's going to play. Um, getting his bat in the, in the lineup in multiple ways is exciting. Yeah, I mean, and you guys don't get to see it unless you were here, but same thing happened with Job and Tiedemann that were here. They missed both missed so much time, and it was critical. Job was here to work on uh, Cutter, uh, which he was pretty good, and Tiedemann just, you know, making those sure guys, the arm doesn't fall off. And those guys are going to play a part on the Major League team next year, so yeah. they need to build up those those extra 40 innings out here matter. Yeah. Funny enough, too, by the way, this is not Baseball HQ. We have an audience that jumped in here now. We're literally doing an impromptu <laughs> Prospect One podcast interview here, so hi, everybody, but uh, this is not Baseball HQ. <laughs> Just give me an interview piece that's on uh, P1. So, Matt, let's start with you. Looking at the AFL, just like I asked Clegg and Cross, the first guy that comes to mind from whatever standpoint, uh, an, an impression, a super big impression, a super negative impression, developmental standpoint, like who's the guy that you think you're going to like walk away and you're going to be like, AFL, this guy meant this to me? So I have the caveat of not, I've only been out here. I got out here what, Thursday morning. And that's why I'm asking this question, like yeah. four or five days, like w- yeah. your impression leaving the AFL will be four or five days. That's who this guy is. I, I, I saw Kevin Alcantara in, in South Bend, and he just impresses me. He's such a unique player. How many prospects are there, or even major league players that are built like that, that have that kind of skill set? We kind of mentioned this earlier this week. If Kevin Alcantara grew up in America, he's playing football. He's not playing. He's not playing baseball. We don't have those type of athletes that play this game really, right? Um, and I think what he can do is dynamic. He's got the, the power and speed combination. Long levers and the hit tool, those are going to be question marks. He, I don't think it's ever going to be uh, plus or anything like that. It's just how 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 much can you tolerate the strikeouts while he does what he does. We've had a lot of those players, though, too. I'm not trying to make the comp, but like yeah. I, what you're talking about, I hear all the like rookie year Fernando Tati stuff where everyone's like, oh, those striking. Remember the old yeah. projections debate that went out there it's with uh, Jeff? And you've seen both of them in person. The builds aren't that it, different. It is, it is similar. He's a little bit bigger. And, and it's funny you said the the football thing. There's a guy you guys probably are familiar with him, Deuce Robinson, who was in the NFL draft uh, combine this year. I went to the combine, and he was like a nothing burger for dra- nobody even drafted him because he had a commitment because he was the number one tight end recruit in the NFL and he's playing at USC right now and he played here locally but he got featured on MLB Network because he's a freak and he is a two sport guy and he had huge power and he they physically look similar like Deuce is a tiny bit bigger so to your point like if Alcantara grew up here he would probably be a five star tight end recruit or a wide receiver or something right, like that so that's that's the the, well, the competition right yeah it's, it's but that's also the thing. You come here and you, and you see you see Alcantara and you're just like, this is everything. Like, this is the guy. It's it's kind of like with Reggie He's Crawford. He's a unicorn. Yeah, like Reggie Crawford is also a unicorn, but it's like so raw. And it, the results are really not there. Alcantara it is there. I mean, he flying around the bases. He's huge EVs if we could get all the data. Yeah, like Double, however you want to call it, double or triple yesterday. I don't, the center fielder kind of misplayed yeah. it off the wall. But, I mean, it was it was nuts. It, he watching flew. him run. And not only is he fast, the stride just so long. Yeah, it's, it's like a gazelle. Large human. Perfect work. Yeah. Gazelle, exactly what he is. It's yeah, I think it's fun a good to watch. One. Yeah, I think it's a really good one because outside of just like he's gonna stand out in the one game sample that I got. Yeah. Because but, of what he does, what his tools are. But also he's a guy like, you know, I think people are a little indifferent about how you want to value him. He's on the forty men already, which complicates things. He burned a whole option year in twenty twenty three, obviously not yeah. playing in the majors. I wouldn't expect him in the majors in twenty twenty four either, if I'm being honest, unless Bellinger walks away and other people get hurt. I don't see really a clear path in Chicago for him this year. But by the way, was your impression like, because you mentioned him, because obviously he stands out physically, yeah. but like, was the impression like, God, I love him? Or is it yeah, just it was like, positive. okay, I've seen yeah, it before, yeah, yeah. but it's a, it's a positive like experience to watch him play baseball. It's fun. Yeah, it is. 
Blessing, same thing. So it's like the guy that is imprinted in your brain when you leave here, this is your AFL player, positively or negatively. I mean, I don't know if he's my player, um, even even negatively. First off, like the catching out here, catching defense specifically is very poor. How many stolen bases did we see in Peoria the other day? Uh, there's six well, you innings. stole one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I stole one. We, we saw like eight total, and seven of them were from one team. We saw nine through six oh, innings wow. just by Mesa, by Mesa alone against Dominic Keegan. And that is, I, I is wild to say this, not the only time that has happened here in the AFL. Because the player you're going to talk about gave up, I believe, 9 or 11. It's one of those two numbers, like two weeks ago. Yes, Uh, and that's uh, Kevin Parada, Mets prospect, first rounder. I think he was uh, in his 2021 draft, I believe, with uh, Jet Williams, who is a far superior prospect at this point. We were just talking about Jet, uh, Seth and I, before uh, we started recording here. Yes, uh, a future center field prospect most likely. doesn't look like he's going to stick on the dirt either. Uh, I don't know where Prada A plays. Catcher is really his bat's going to have to carry him at catcher. Uh, The problem right now is that the bat's not that good. Uh, I was talking to Brent Hershey, uh, GM of uh, co-GM of Baseball HQ. He asked me like, what was the biggest impression, just like you did. And the biggest impression has been seeing Parada in person, being able to get that um, side profile look, seeing that uh, there's there's this uh, his stance is is his his I should say not stance his a uh, load is basically to take his hands and then kind of drop them. And most of the time when you're doing that, you're also kind of gearing to go back. He kind of keeps his hands in this one place here. And then is trying to generate bat speed from that moment and just can't. Like, there is no way that he reacts quick enough and has a quick enough swing to be able to really get around on pitches. Let me ask so, you, I don't want to kill your thought, but what's wild about that is he was one of the most prolific college hitters he was. at Georgia Tech. Oh, if yeah. people don't know, he hit like... 328 or 340 somewhere in between there. I'm just I'm not looking at it remembering but it was in the like mid threes he was t- a, a huge like floor contact type of guy safe college bat safe with like 28 homers I think it was in that final year again I might be misremembering sure. a few of the numbers but it was in the mid 20s with a high 300 if you took that player and then you looked at Kevin Prada here you'd be like nope those mm-hmm. are not that those those can't be the same two players. But it, it's essentially it's been the same player in the pros ever since he debuted. Um, I think he debuted at um, at the complex and then at Port St. Lucie that first year. But it's essentially been that same player. It hasn't really changed. There hasn't really gotten any like stretches where things have gotten better with him. Um, if if anything, it's gotten worse as he's moved up. You also got that thing in the AFL too. We're we're in the last weeks of the Arizona Fall League. Mm-hmm. He definitely looks like a guy that doesn't necessarily seem ready to go. Ready, he's ready to go home. It's been a long year. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at Fidelity.com slash Active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus and offering circuit or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, You can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Um... The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Um, littering and... Littering and smoking the... In this league. Break it down. And I can get their insight. And obviously some things I believe, some I don't. But I'm just kind of an open book to hear the analysis. And uh, sometimes it's I'm just like an um, aggregate in my brain of like, okay, you know, I've had this person tell me this, this, and this. And then I've got my personal takes and my biases to it. Uh, that's what makes good podcasting and good conversations in general. And that's what was kind of cool about this. It's also a lot easier to have like really great conversations when you're in person. It can be miss over StreamYard and Zoom and stuff. And I think we all know that. This is not that. These are all in person. And I really hope you guys enjoyed it. The final of the Arizona Fall League edition podcasts, all dedicated to the analysts and you guys. So thank you guys again for all that fun stuff is we are going to be turning the page. We're going to be turning the page to ranks, turning the page to profiles, turning the page to P180Ps. Yes, those are going to be uh, going down next week. The focus won't be on that. We'll probably talk a lot about like the off-season ranks and some of the most, the really important names. And then we'll be turning to probably um, probably like a weekly breakdown of like each league and where some of the guys went. I always think that's really useful, creating an ADP system for that. So in this league.com, if you guys want to join up on the Patreon, do that today. Updates coming, more updates in December, and you can just know that you're supporting the work, which is uh, pretty cool. That might not be your thing, but uh, you can wait until the specific thing you want is posted. That's also very cool as well. So thank you to everybody. No more baseball for a little bit. We're just going to have to take to rumors and winter meetings and trades and free agency, and maybe that will suffice, hopefully. But I am excited to talk to you about all the prospects during the entire offseason. Maybe a little bit of Dominican Winter League we should look at as well. Some light them, where the values go, and as we continue the breakdown, and hopefully talking to some really cool people as well. So that's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you guys, as always, for hanging. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. In this league on the Patreon. Is it the Welsh on the Twitter? That is it. Have a fantastic week, and I'll talk to you next time right here on Prospect One. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.